Welcome to the University of Michigan Dentistry Podcast Series, promoting oral health care worldwide. In the dissection of the facial muscles, there are a few problems that arise. One of them is trying to find the plane at which the facial mask is located. When the initial skinning is done, one finds that you want to stay just as shallow as possible with that skinning, watching the undersurface of the skin to make sure that you're not reflecting a large amount of fat or possibly muscle tissue with it. This is probably going to be some of the thinnest skin that you will find anywhere in the body, especially in the region of the orbital area. Once the skin is removed, we have another variable that presents itself. If the specimen was quite thin at the time of death, you may have the facial muscles already exposed. If, as in this case, the individual died reasonably rapidly, you will have a situation in which you have a large amount of fat which overlies the facial musculature. To find the proper plane, Remember that the orientation of facial muscles as they come into this corner of the mouth is basically in this direction. A cut through this area then will allow you to part the fat, locate muscle fibers, and then use that plane to laterally dissect away this overlying fat. Now you can see in this case a muscle which runs toward the angle of the mouth, the zygomaticus major muscle. On the opposite side of the head, these muscles have been cleared away, and we can show you some of the other problems that occur. Um, the facial mask really is on a superficial plane. That is to say, the plane in this area provides most of the orientation level for the facial muscles. However, some of them are deep to this plane, and we'll want to try and find some of those at this point. First, we might point out that what we have here is a zygomaticus major, which we saw first in our incision before, a zygomaticus minor at this point, and a levator labi superioris located in this region. The orbicularis oculi passes in a circular fashion around the orbit. In looking for the first of the deep muscles, if one reflects the orbicularis oculi and looks then deep to it, you will find that you can note the attachment of the levator labi superioris. If that is reflected, we can roll that muscle to the side And with that muscle out of the way, begin to explore the fat deep to it to find first the infraorbital nerve, which is located here. And beneath it then, we can begin to see fibers of a deep muscle, the levator anguli oris. One of the problems, again, is getting beneath this superficial mask to locate this muscle. And here now, 
you can begin to see the fibers of the levator angulioris, one of the deep facial muscles. Another deep facial muscle of the facial mask is shown here in only a small portion of it. This is the buccinator muscle, which will be discussed in much more detail and more clearly dissected in future dissections. We can see some of it here, and if I rotate the head slightly, here is again zygomaticus major, and if we continue removing fat in this region, we can see that buccinator two comes up from this deep plane to attach to the angle of the mouth in the area of the modilus. There is a vessel which now can be seen, and this is the facial artery. The facial artery and vein pass onto the face in this region, which is known as the pre-masseteric notch, a notch formed anterior to the masseter muscle. To locate these vessels, one can find them here, or one can find them generally deep to the facial, the superficial facial muscles. And there's the artery, and here's the vein. The vein continues down, as does the artery, but is somewhat hidden down in the fat in this region, to that premasseteric notch that I mentioned. Here we can see the vein continuing forward at this point. And in fact, deep to this vessel, one can see the bone of the mandible. So these have been the features then of the facial mask that are somewhat difficult to demonstrate. One, to determine the plane of section. Two, once you have shown the superficial mask, how do we go about locating the deeper muscles of the facial mask, such as the levator angulioris and buccinator? And then finally, what is the position of the facial vessels in relation to the facial mask? How do they weave their way through these muscles to run the typical course across the face? You've been listening to a presentation from the University of Michigan School of Dentistry, which is dedicated to supporting open learning and open educational resources. This recording is licensed under the Creative Commons. It may be reused and redistributed for nonprofit use. Please attribute materials to the University of Michigan School of Dentistry and redistribute under this same license. For more information on how this and other University of Michigan School of Dentistry recordings may be used, visit www.dent.umich.edu license.